Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and this week we have a focus on textbook selection in Florida. The Collier County School District has become basically ground zero of the fight over what should be in textbooks that go before our students in public schools. A group called the Florida Citizens Alliance, for the second time in two years, has challenged the school district's choices of books. Last year, it was social studies. This year, it's science. We're going to be talking with the group's leader, Keith Flaw, about why the group is fighting to stop certain books with certain materials from getting into the classrooms. We also will be talking with Eric Otto, Associate Professor of Environmental Humanities at Florida Gulf Coast University. He wrote an article recently for the Journal of Intellectual Freedom and Privacy about the battle that's going on in Collier County and what he sees as a effort to censor the information that goes into the schools for a different type of political agenda that he sees within the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith Flaw, welcome to the Gradebook Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Uh, happy to be here, Jeff. I'm I'm really interested in your organization, the Florida Citizens Alliance, and what you've been doing with regard to challenging textbooks in Collier County. Could you talk with me a little bit about your concerns and why you've been active there? Uh, yes. Well, we started about three years ago here in Collier and Lee County, and we uh, reviewed some 70-odd textbooks um, for um, their content. Uh, we had some 30 people plus people involved in that process, and we found them to be uh, ex- contain extensive political indoctrination, religious indoctrination, um, revisionist history, and, and rewriting or undermining our constitutional values, and also, frankly, uh, really uh, full of pornography. Um, we've documented that on our website. If you're interested in the, uh, the link, it's just objectionable materials report in, that you can type into our um, search bar. Okay. What prompted you to do this in the first place? What Did you have children in the schools that you were worried about what they were reading? No. Um, we've had a local group here um, started four years ago called Southwest Florida Citizens Alliance, and we got involved in the, uh, the Stop Common Core effort. And as part of that, we put together a, a, a large team of people here locally, many of whom were parents and grandparents, who started to come to us with uh, examples of the content. And, and you saw things in there that you say were objectionable. Could you give a little example of what you mean by objectionable? Because that seems to be the subject of some controversy. Some people think it is and some people think it isn't. Well, and this isn't about public opinion. It's about following Florida statute. Uh, we have three very good Florida statutes that are totally ignored by the publishers. Um, and I can give you the numbers if you want those. But one of them is uh, our founding values and principles, the requirements of what are supposed to be being taught. Um, that's 1003.42, by the way. Uh, we have a very good statute in Florida that uh, prohibits teaching sexually explicit material, uh, actually makes it a, a, fa- a, a stage three felony. Um, for each occurrence. Uh, and we also now have a new law on religious uh, 
for freedom for for kids uh, for students so um, what we do is we've taken those three laws and we've gone back and reviewed extensively the textbooks um, I don't know if you know the process here in Florida but uh, two years ago they uh, actually three years ago they did English language arts um, then they did uh, social studies and this year they're doing science and next year will be math. So the Florida Department of Education puts a, a kind of an annual process in place to review those materials. And underneath that, uh, by Florida law, uh, school districts can either buy off that state list or they can put their own process in place. Um, again, that's Florida Statute 1006.283. Well, uh, so uh, in, in Collier County and, and uh, numerous other counties, we actually have teams now in about 18 counties across the state. Uh, but in, in, in Collier County, they used that committee process. Uh, last year, they adopted social studies books, and we documented uh, six textbooks, um, objected to six. And uh, the, the, the uh, school board here bought, uh, decided to go ahead and buy all five of those. This was before the law that we got passed in 2017 uh, requiring a formal hearing. Um, so uh, now we're again using that process. And again, by the way, it's not just here in Collier County. We just had an example, uh, a case up in, Collier, in Charlotte County where they uh, purchased a bunch of these social studies books that violate the same statutes. So we're, uh, this is an extensive effort across Florida. And we're not trying to tell people what, quote unquote, what the right answers are. Um, what we're trying to do is get them to follow Florida law. And uh, these textbook manufacturers, Pearson being the biggest example, uh, Pearson is a British company. They now bought up and own over 80% of all textbook men, uh, uh, textbooks published in the U.S. Uh, their third largest shareholder is the Air Bank Corporation. So uh, it's just one example of the bias. But it, it's even more insidious than that because what they're doing is uh, they're going to these uh, college campuses and hiring these progressive um, uh, professors who then reinterpret our history uh, to suit their own uh, political agenda. So, And they do that every three or four years so that Pearson can maintain its revenue stream. So the outcome of that is our kids are being indoctrinated, not being taught facts, and so we're just setting about to establish uh, the, the indoctrination, the brainwashing, if you prefer that word, that's taking place in our schools that's destroying um, both our um, um, you know, commitment of, of, of our, our, our uh, students to our republic and also uh, undermining family values. Now, I know this year you were looking at the science books, as you mentioned, and talking about the issues of climate change and evolution versus creation. And some of the science groups that are around the state of Florida have have looked at what you're saying and, and, and suggested that you're pushing your own set of propaganda and that you're promoting a different agenda than science and facts. How do you, how do you respond? Well, uh, uh, we respond in the following way. And let me just read uh, uh, the, the part of the statute. Florida 106.31 clearly states that instruction materials recommended by Board for Adoption shall be accurate, objective, balanced, and non-inflammatory. Uh, I testified here in Collier County, and uh, I'll just quote um, what I said. 
My submissions contain extensive documentation to challenge these materials as absolute fact. But emphasize, let me state clearly, I'm not here to tell you one theory is right or one is wrong. I am here to say that legally you're bound to adopt materials that present the alternate views to our students as theories to allow them to make their own conclusions rather than be intimidated or bullied uh, by a political agenda. Now, we've uh, actually in the process of documenting uh, some 15 books here in Collier County. And um, while some groups around the state have a political agenda, as you point out, uh, let me uh, call your attention to some, some sources that, that uh, counter that. Um, US, U.S. Senate Committee on Environment and Public Works uh, states that over 400 prominent scientists dispute man-made global warming. Um, you can go on the National Review, same, same concept. According to a study, uh, 1,868 science working in climate change-related fields conducted by this year, or this year, three in 10 dispute uh, man-made global warming. So, um, uh, you know, that's, that's the global warming thing. On creationism, um, I don't know if you're familiar, if you haven't read it or your audience hasn't read it, they should read a book, uh, a recent book, but copyrighted 2013 by Dr. Stephen Meyer. It's called Darwin's Doubt. Darwin himself suggested that his theory had significant holes in it. Um, but we have documented um, extensively uh, uh, that uh, and uh, through the work that that uh, Stephen Meyer has done with 80, he has in that book he has 81 pages of single spaced footnotes by uh, experts, scientific experts, disputing natural selection and mutation and the theory that man evolved from one single cell organism. Now, again, I'm not here to tell you what's right and what's wrong. I'm here to tell you that Florida law requires that these uh, different views, both sides be taught, and that our kids not be indoctrinated with a political agenda of, of one side or the other. But we know that over time, and I mean, we've had this uh, evolution versus creation argument for several years, that there's been a battle between different political sides over over this issue, whereas the majority, maybe not all, but the majority of scientists have, have taken one side over the other. And and I'm just curious why, why you continue this battle when? See, I would argue. I would argue, and I, I, Jeff, uh, with all due respect, you're not listening to what I just said. Okay. It's not the majority of scientists. It it, it, it has become a political consensus, for whatever reason, and there are uh, large numbers and growing numbers of scientists on both sides of this equation. So. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go back and say it one more time. We're not here to tell you one, one view is right and one view is wrong. We're here to tell you that Florida law requires that both sides of this, this equation on these controversial issues be taught to our students. And students draw their own conclusion um, based on whatever values they have, whatever fa family values they have. I mean, Florida statute's very clear. Our children cannot be discriminate against based on religion, their, their views on religion. And yet we're turning around and we're teaching these kids uh, a one-side uh, theory as absolute fact, when in fact large numbers and r rapidly growing numbers of scientists dispute w what, you, what, what you're reading as so-called 
uh, proof. Um, it's just not it's just not factually correct. So uh, a lot of folks on the left uh, try to claim we're science deniers. Uh, the alternative view is they're truth de deniers. So we're just trying to balance the facts. I have one other question for you, and, and that's relating to the whole idea of the law that you helped to create on textbook challenges. And I'm wondering why you saw the need to have the statewide law that taxpayers, as opposed to parents, could challenge textbooks in the schools. Yeah, that's uh, uh, two very simple thoughts there. Uh, Fifty percent of all of the the dollars, uh, property tax dollars in, in the counties across Florida go to our public schools. So when these public schools are adopting materials that are full of factual error, bias, um, political slant, uh, then they're using taxpayer dollars to indoctrinate our students away from our, our, our national core values. Um, would be then constitutional uh, values, and, and their the basic individual rights values. So it's, it's uh, when we started running into the establishment opposition to having uh, residents involved in that process, I mean, businesses are the ones that have to hire these kids coming out of school. Um, you know, when we started running into those kinds of examples and uh, actually had some personal experience here in Collier County where they actually shut off our ability to look if we didn't have a student in the schoolroom, uh, we put on an enormous amount of energy into getting uh, 2017, getting the governor to sign a bill we wrote. Uh, it was HB 989, which uh, allows residents to be involved. It requires committees. If the school boards are going to use committees to have one-third, 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 by that I mean one-third teachers, one-third administrators, one-third parents, and residents or residents involved in those committee processes. And... All we're trying to do again is stop the indoctrination, get back to teaching, um, you know, the, the simple view of reading, writing, and, and arithmetic kind of concept, but stop the political indoctrination. Teach thing it, when there's controversial facts, there are constitutional issues, they're required by Florida statute to teach a balanced view of those and an objective view. And that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to stop the one-sided indoctrination and get back to teaching our kids, uh, you know, the, the basics, if you will. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Thank you so very much. Now that you've heard what Mr. Flaw has to say about textbook selection, let's take a listen to what Eric Otto from Florida Gulf Coast University has to say. He takes a quite different point of view. Eric Otto, thank you so much for joining me on our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeffrey. It's really interesting that you have written this long piece about the situation that's going on in Collier County schools with uh, instructional materials and the challenges going on there. And so I kind of, before I ask you any questions that are really specific, would like to just hear your general point of view of why you got interested in this at all and why you are writing about this. Yeah, it was, um, gosh, to be honest, I I never knew there was even such thing as a school board before I got into this issue. Um, and then I had a really a dear friend and colleague of mine had posted something on social media in uh, just after the 2014 school board election. And it, uh, it was a newspaper article that said um, there was a local group who was going to be meeting at the, the uh, Collier County Public Schools um, main building uh, over the holiday break. 
to review curriculum. And uh, it went into um, you know, who was going to be organizing this particular event. And I did a little bit of research, and I saw a, uh, um, a packet of complaints that she had, this uh, organizer had previously submitted to the school board. And when I read through this packet, it really ruffled my feathers. Um, you know, I'm someone who really uh, believes in teaching diversity. Um, you know, the, the curriculum that we bring into the classroom really needs to reflect uh, society, the diversity of society, and the diversity of ideas. And so when I see someone who's organizing a um, curriculum review who criticizes, um, for example, Richard Rodriguez's really popular um, essay, Blacksicans, and says, oh, it's about a Mexican immigrant who's a victim of American culture. And then she talks about the declaration or the uh, the document that um, came out of the Seneca Falls Women's Convention, the Declaration of Sentiments. Oh, it's about women who feel victimized by the American system. So this idea that we don't want in our school curriculum uh, uh, ideas that challenge us to think um, in critical ways um, is something that really got to me. It's interesting that you say that because when I spoke with Mr. Flaw, the organizer of the Florida Citizens Alliance, he said that their goal is to have all points of view presented and not just one. And that's why they're supportive of things like teaching creation or teaching uh, alternatives to climate change theory and all that. And, and you're saying that you know you don't think that they're open to diversity of opinions or ideas at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I come from a humanities background. Um, and so my particular angle is through the humanities um, and through the different ideas that are being presented in the humanities classroom, the English classroom, the, the social studies classroom. Um, in terms of the science curriculum, um, a science classroom is a science classroom that does science. Um, there, is, there is not a legitimate uh, creationist science. Um, in the sense that the ideas are falsifiable in the way that science is, in the sense where they're testing um, hypotheses using uh, observable data. Um, so, you know, the idea that we would bring um, creationism and uh, climate change denial into a science classroom would be like bringing... Um, you know, uh, something completely unrelated to uh, English language arts into an English language arts classroom. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I think it's nice to say, oh, we just want all ideas taught. Um, but when you really dig into this group, the Florida Citizens Alliance, you see that's not what they really mean. And that was really the point of the article that I wrote. Is um, I had, uh, shortly after HB 989 was passed, which is this you know, everybody can challenge the K-12 through uh, traditional public school curriculum law. I had heard a radio interview locally um, that featured Brandon Haught of the Florida Citizens for Science um, alongside Representative Byron Donalds, who works very closely with the Florida Citizens Alliance uh, to sponsor these uh, pretty radical revisions of, of, of what has been the accepted culture of curriculum challenges up, up to this point. Um, and Donald said, oh, you don't, you don't have to worry about uh, uh, science being injured. You know, it's a, it's a slippery slope. That's the, that's the title of, my, of the essay that I recently published. Um, 
the slippery slope to censorship, evidence of the slippery slope. And I thought, you know, the last three years I've been researching this group, and it's very clear that um, there's certain ideas they don't want in the curriculum. Um, so uh, I would really question this idea that they want a diversity of ideas because their history certainly shows otherwise. They also seem to have been trying to get more voices heard than just the parents. And and I wonder, since taxpayers do pay for the schools and for the books and so forth, is that a bad thing in and of itself, or is it simply the way that they are approaching this subject? Yeah, I mean, there, I, I think there's a couple takes. Um, one is my speculation, and I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, really, I'd mentioned the accepted culture of, of classroom and library uh, material challenges. And that, you know, that's been, if... If my child is encountering something that um, in the classroom that that uh, is uncomfortable um, or that makes me uncomfortable as a parent, then I speak with that teacher and I find an alternative reading, an alternative assignment, um, and that's the culture that's been encoded in law um, and in local policies in Collier and other places for for years. Um, and what they're doing is changing that accepted culture to anybody. And their initial draft of HB 989 said anybody even who pays sales taxes in Florida. So that's basically anybody in the world. Now, that didn't get through, um, fortunately. But um, anybody can come in and say, I don't want children reading this book. And so I'm going to burden the district, re, uh, financial resources, time resources, and uh, make them uh, remove this book if they so decide. Um, and that all depends on the school board and this whole hearing officer thing, which is ill-defined in the law, who's the hearing officer. Sure, Keith Law says, I'll be a hearing officer. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just all sort of nebulous. And, you know, I think that it ultimately points to we don't want these children encountering these ideas. And so we want a method for removing these ideas from the classroom. So what is the what is the pushback then from the broader community? Is there a group of people who say that this is not what we want? Is this, is this challenging through lawsuits and now this new process very small? Uh, well, I mean, the Florida Citizens Alliance is suing Collier County over last year's social studies book adoptions. Um, it looks like they're poised to do it over the science textbook adoptions this year. Um, now, would that have been possible without this HB 989? Possibly. Um, but it certainly emboldens uh, people who might see that, you know, there's a library in a, in a high school somewhere that has Toni Morrison's Beloved on the shelves. Um, and they go in and they say, we don't want, we don't want this on the shelves anymore. Um, there's a a big group of um, of people who I think would support my position, Brandon Hot's position, um, and it goes from local to national groups. Um, I had mentioned this whole censorship or curriculum review effort after the 2014 um, school board election, and uh, the following board meeting, the, the school board had to open up the back of the room, which is something they do very rarely because it was such a standing room only packed house. It went on for hours and hours certainly more people speaking against the censorship efforts than those speaking for. Um, but there's the Florida Citizens for Science and the, um, 
the National Center for Science Education. There's the American Library Association's Office of Intellectual Freedom. Um, the comic book Legal Defense Fund has done a lot of great reporting on what's been going on in Collier and other Florida counties, um, Nassau County, Marion County, um, quite a few others. The National Coalition, uh, Coalition Against Censorship is, is very on top of this. It's really interesting that it seems to be localized, though, because I've gone to a couple of school boards where they've been poised to adopt this year the science curriculum, and they're all ready to answer questions that never come. They say, we're going to have a public hearing on our science proposed textbooks now. Is anybody here? And they look around, and they wait, and they wait. Nobody shows up. And so they say, okay, now we're going to vote, and they just approve them, and that's that. Is there a reason why you think that this is a localized issue, and, and then why it had to become a state law? Uh, well, I mean, I would say, bingo, where does Keith Flaw live? Where's the headquarters of the Florida Citizens Alliance? Where is he testing out this stuff? Collier County. Um, where does he have uh, one school board member who is the president of a charter school, uh, a charter school that is that he very much advocates for? It's a Hillsdale College-affiliated charter, charter school. Um, where does he have a school board member who is the wife of Representative Byron Donalds, both of whom, both Donaldses, um, helped f uh, found that particular charter school. And so there's a lot of forces at play, specifically in Collier County, um, that's allowing him to sort of test and uh, build his army, so to speak. Um, and, you know, I think it would behoove your listeners to kind of click around and, and research the Florida Citizens Alliance, see who they are. Um, look at their rhetoric and see kind of where they're spreading, where some of their other, you know, you'll notice that there are counties um, that have Florida Citizens Alliance members, and those are the ones where you're going to continue to hear these types of complaints. Um, but for the most part, yeah, parents, um, they they see the curricular materials and they, they have, uh, they, they trust that there are curriculum experts and there are community members on these committees that review textbooks. Um, they trust their media center specialists to, uh, who are trained and trained and trained in how to uh, um, develop library collections. Uh, and they, they know that there's going to be a diversity of reading material in those libraries, um, especially in a K through uh, 5 library where you're going to have kindergarten age books and then age inappropriate books for kindergartners called fifth grade books. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think you'll find that the activism really happens in places where you have uh, members of the Florida Citizens Alliance, unfortunately. Do you anticipate that this is going to change anytime soon, or do you think that this is just going to keep growing from, from your experiences and what you've seen so far? Uh, you know, as far as around the state, I don't know. It just depends on sort of how much of a of an impact, how, you know, how much of an argument the Florida Citizens Alliance can make. You know, their argument is that students are being indoctrinated um, both politically and religiously. Um, I think that rational minds will look at that claim and say, well, you know, especially me as an educator who does a lot of assessment in my own classroom and, and programs that I lead, um, indoctrination is a learning outcome. It should be measurable. Um, the Keith Law and the Florida Citizens Alliance has never shown any data, for example, that shows the student entering seventh grade civics on day one is leaving seventh grade civics as an indoctrinated 
And given given the Florida Citizens Alliance political perspective, what they don't want to see is that students are being indoctrinated, quote unquote, into more progressive ideas. He's never provided that. Um, you know, just as a side note, I looked at uh, I looked at the Collier County um, 18 to 25 voter demographic from 10 years ago and compared to it and compared it to now. If Keith Flaw's claim of political indoctrination were true. Um, of liberal indoctrination were true, you would expect to see that demographic shift from more Republican to more Democrat. And actually, over the last 10 years, um, the number of young Democrats in Collier has dropped by almost 3%, and it's gone up by almost 2%. And so, you know, that's really the only data that anybody, without doing a formal assessment um, of students in the classroom, um, that's really the only data that anybody could, could look at to, to trace if indoctrination is going on. Um, and it's just not there. Um, it's just a fear thing. You know, it's speaking to a particular audience. Look, these kids are learning about a, a, a different religion. Look, they're learning about um, Marxism, you know. Um, and if they read about it, they're going to become it. And um, it's really sort of an un, uh, uncritical, unthorough um, look at, at the curriculum and at, at uh, library books and so forth. Well, I really appreciate you talking with me about this. I'm sure with the lawsuits ongoing that we'll have an opportunity to talk about it again. So please keep in touch and let us know what happens. Yeah, thanks so much, Jeffrey. I appreciate it. That's the end of our podcast. If you'd like to participate in this conversation, please visit our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. If you want to continue to follow the latest in Florida education news, go to our blog, tampabay.com slash blogs slash gradebook. And please continue to subscribe to this podcast and review it so other people can find it. We appreciate your support. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. Thanks again for listening.